0: Hello, Leana. Hello, Ed. How you doing today?
1: I'm tired.
0: Well, we got that in common. In fact, yeah, I think I'm it's... gonna if if at some point in this show I start uh babbling incoherently, um, well, it will be indistinguishable from every other show. So here we go.
1: Yeah, it's uh we're not even near the US election and the likely Canadian elections and it's already insane. And I I think I think I'm not the only one just dreading the next year.
0: It has been a roller coaster since like 2020 of nonsense.
1: You know, it's the the US has just been perpetually nuts, but the I don't know the the Im- the importing of american style political tactics to canada is just it doesn't seem that we're doing a good job stopping it and it's not for the better
0: you know previously in previous elections uh, the conservatives have hired american consultants yeah. american election consultants and it it's blown up in their face because american election consultants think canada is america junior and that we everything that works there will work here. And no, uh, on uh, on balance, it does not. Because, you know, people say, oh, Canadians, we don't have a an identity. You don't have an idea. What we don't have is a, a a ring through our nose, like a bull that somebody can pull on and make us go in the direction they want by saying something is Canadian or un-Canadian. Or blah, blah, blah. Like, the, the and thing- I, I, thank you, I, I prefer it.
1: The thing that bothers me is that we've got politicians now actively exploiting ignorance of civics.
0: That's not new. It's just accelerated. But
1: but there I think there is a responsibility for politicians to get it right regarding who is actually primarily responsible for different things or completely responsible for for, for instance, The Canadian government does not determine how much money is printed. That's the Bank of Canada. Elected officials have no say in that. That's the Bank of Canada. There is no interest rate tax in Canada. The Bank of Canada sets rates. You know, how much housing costs in Toronto is not the federal government's purview. There are two layers of government below the federal government. And that attitude of the federal government should do something about Toronto. Well, you're you're basically saying that the provincial government is is asleep on the job. Well, you know this idea that because they're conservative, they have no responsibility. I have a real problem with that. Conservatives are not the devil.
0: I don't think it's that they have no responsibility. I think it's that they take no responsibility. I mean, with the thing in Ottawa, with the the, the, the schmuck truckers, they they. Uh, the, the federal the provincial government had legal means to to stop the thing to to get it to to break up, yeah, and, they just wouldn't and, well, Doug Ford, it was like, uh, that's my annual family vacation well, snowmobiling and... well,
1: the the problem is, so what? what the the federal government triggers the emergencies act, they they trigger an automatic inquiry. And then this court case, which I admit this ruling makes no sense to me.
0: It'll be but... overturned.
1: You know, there's an immediate but it doesn't the judge just seemed to want to have it both ways. He wanted to be able to say this is terrible and horrible and all that. stuff, But but still, I am going to be logical and expect the government to have all the information at the time that I have now. And it doesn't make any sense. But there is no penalty for the provincial government to just complete dereliction of duty. You can take the federal federal government to court for what it did do, but you can't take the provincial government to court for what it didn't do. And what that does is encourages government inaction at a time that we we very much need government to serve the people right now. And if we're rewarding doing nothing, that's a problem.
0: I agree. But you know what? I want to talk about nonsense for a bit.
1: You do. i yeah. like. To me, this is nonsense. This well, is so just no, nonsense. A, this that is a, matters. What you're
0: talking about is important nonsense.
1: It. It's. It, I was talking to somebody today, who's sorry this week, who's a Paulie Everest supporter.
0: Why yes, I talked
1: to them. Cancel me because I like to know why decent people make certain decisions like that. And it was it was really eye opening because they base on his speeches, what he says, what specifically comes out of his mouth. They don't read the party platform. And of course, he's doing the the typical politician thing of not running on what's in the platform, running on a bunch of her. The government's bad because we're not in power stuff. And so every point I made that's in the conservative party platform, for instance, U.S. style anti-transgender bathroom bills in the conservative party platform they just said oh I've never heard him talk about that
0: so and what do they say I've never heard him talk about that therefore it's not relevant or not real or I just never well, heard him talk about that well, oh they, that's interesting
1: well what they said is I've never heard him talk about that and even if they do try to do that it's illegal they won't let them it's against the law
0: uh-huh. and
1: my, but that that is that is that is, oh boy, because the government can change the law in Canada. It's not like the U.S. where constitutional amendments are very, very difficult. Well, I mean, why why would you support someone who is advocating for something illegal? This is the, it. it's just, they've been taught to not like Trudeau because something, something freedom. And they, most people vote just based on identity. Either something makes them feel good about themselves or something makes them feel bad about themselves. And the big problem with progressive messaging in the last 10 or so years is it, it's designed to make people feel bad. And now that times are relatively tough, people are tired of feeling bad.
0: Well, here's the thing. Conservatives will blame Trudeau for the, uh, a crosswalk light being burned out at a community in Antigonish, Nova Scotia.
1: They're blaming him for car thefts in Toronto.
0: Well, it's just, they blame him for everything. And here's the thing. Conservatives hate not just Trudeau. They hate the idea of Trudeau. They hate the idea of a leader who, of a, of a national leader who has abandoned the whole hyper-masculine posturing, and who I, openly I... shows empathy, and openly shows caring, that scares the hell out of them. If that becomes the model of leadership, these guys who, you know, with the metaphorical big belt buckles and so on, these guys don't know where to go because all of a sudden their traditional idea of what it means to be a man and be in charge is being questioned. So they just hate the idea of Justin Trudeau.
1: I just don't understand why that became his brand because this is a guy who had a boxing match with a- another MP and dropped an F-bomb in Parliament. I don't know why he's depicted as Mr. Sensitive. Like, why, why is he pre- Prime Minister beta male? I don't get this.
0: Because compared to what conservatives see as a male, he is sensitive.
1: But what?
0: He, I- he has shown sensitivity towards vulnerable groups that conservatives for generations have said, screw them.
1: Okay, can I have another tangent that's serious, but it's something I really want to say? Yeah. There's this beginnings of an anti-immigrant sentiment. Oh, yes. Because of the the economic thing. And I just want to say that let's not do that, please. Because, yes, the number of people coming to Canada is affecting cost of living. That's true. But we live in the most difficult times globally right now than humanity has experienced, possibly since the Second World War. And things being a little bit more expensive or a lot more expensive, I think is no excuse to not help people in legitimate need. I know I know someone whose boyfriend spent seven years trying to get his permanent residency to canada because he's you know he's a libyan uh who fled you know they they, they've hauled them into the military there men in in libya it's still dangerous even though we don't hear about it on the news and he was actually denied um a refugee status and the So the Canadian government does screen. They just don't let anybody in. And it was because of a few technicalities, missing records, so on and so forth. But he was allowed to stay on. There's a humanitarian exception that they put in. If you're if you've got a job, if you're contributing to the economy, if you're basically a good citizen, then, you know, they let you stay. And he received his permanent residence based on that. And that's the country I want to live in. Like, sure, it's more expensive in the short term. But I would rather that than us not take in Ukrainian refugees, us not take in Syrian refugees. Hey, let's take in some people from Gaza. Can we maybe sort of they don't all have to come to the Toronto area. Let, let's just Canada can't spend a ton of money on military. Canada can't you know, bully other people based on the sheer size of its economy. What we can do to participate globally and be good corporate citizens is things like our immigration policy to make Canada a welcoming, safe place to come to. Let's not lose that because we're worried about our rent or our mortgage inflation.
0: Now, let's not discount the, the day-to-day stress of worrying about rent and mortgage.
1: Oh, I'm not. I can't afford glasses or the dentist right now. I am not speaking as somebody who's not affected. You know, I'm wearing glasses where in one eye are two points too low. It's I'm exhausted every day because of it, because glasses are $500 and I need dental work. I can't afford it because I don't qualify for this dental care that everybody's been fighting about. And I'm still saying this stuff's expensive. I've spent the last, I don't know, at least since pre-COVID, every year, every time mortgage renewal comes up, losing sleep, having panic attacks, because I'm afraid I'm going to get denied or not be able to afford it next time. Because I work in the Canadian media and it sucks. So I'm not saying this as someone who's not deeply affected. I just know what's important.
0: Fair enough. People don't realize that the reason that we keep bringing in immigrants is because the birth rate of those of us who are here, Canadians who are here, well, is we're, low. We're and taking it a critical mass in, of, of births, of, of birth rates, in order to support the that, the social programs and the small businesses, all the things that we need. We're not we're, we're not having enough babies. We're not right, screwing enough and right having enough babies.
1: Right now, that's not it, and people are screwing plenty. It's just they they can't afford kids. The wage stagnation and a lack of focus on skilled trades, the push for everybody to have a Blinken University degree messed us up because right now we have to we have to get skilled immigrants to help us build houses. Unfortunately, there's no housing for those immigrants to live in. And that is that has been decades since they started turning away from direct government pat- participation in affordable housing. As soon as they privatized that, this time bomb started. It's not the, the immigration is the current irritant, but the causes for the cost of housing right now are decades in the making, as most, most of these sticky problems are. People just were interested in short-term popularity and not wanting to lose the next election because the electorate is all, what have you done for me lately? They don't have the vision and these politicians can't sell long-term programs to prevent problems instead of apparently running to the rescue to solve them. The problem is policy, but the policy is not immigration policy in the macro. It's housing policy.
0: Well, I mean, that's a lot to take in. And the thing is that is, that is fact-based and critical thinking. And people don't like the critical thinking anymore. And critical that thinking like that. tends to become a luxury for people when they're scared. And the conservatives it's... love to scare people so they're not thinking, they're not examine things rationally. They're going think... right to the fear centers and making people afraid. And Polly says, I'm going to make housing cheaper. No, you're not. You have no power to do yeah, so. He's, you he's can't not devalue to... the existing housing stock without disenfranchising all the people who own property. A lot of those are your developer friends and you know rich people. If, it's not going to happen. Room? And then he's is... going to get into power if he does, God forbid. And he's going to say that the problems are all because of Trudeau. And he'll say that for however long he's in power.
1: Is that true? He's also got real estate donors. I thought that was Ford.
0: Oh, are you, conservatives.
1: Okay. Conservatives I... all have
0: real estate. Uh, at every level, have real estate developers. And you know what? I don't. I don't want to criminalize that. People can put their money where they think Why? the government will will do the most for them. That's just human nature. But the fact is, yeah, wealthy uh, landowners and people who own a lot of real estate, corporate real estate, they support conservatives. They don't support liberals.
1: Like, that's the other thing, right? A conservative government would probably be good for my pocketbook short-term. It won't be good for my friends on ODSP and my, my trans friends and things like that. And sometimes voting in your own best interests means voting for the people that you care about, not just yourself. I just I just don't like that... And it's not just Polly right? Sing... Singh says a lot of things that are just not true regarding the the functioning of government. He 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 just does. He's he's always been like that. He's not going to change because they think it's working for him. And I don't there's supposed to be a free press and there's supposed to be checks and balances on this stuff that they can't just lie and get away with it. They can't just say things that are not true and sometimes perhaps they are just mistaken. They're not lying actively, but still it's not true. And there's something very wrong when people are getting their news from Twitter because for some reason they don't believe that the various media outlets that actually have ombudsmens and accountability boards are, are reliable. And I'm not sure what to do about that. Cause you know, even if they did trust in them, I don't see stories fact-checking some of this stuff highlighted.
0: Well, uh, you know, I've, I've just basically been sitting here uh, listening and absorbing what you're saying. And yeah, it just underlines further that things suck. And well, what that means is not shrug I... and say things suck and give up. What that means is you got you to speak. You know, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people. You, you need to speak out. You need to look beyond your immediate fears, and not to ignore them, but recognize there's tons of factors. That go into this, and if you're putting all of your hope because you're desperate, you're putting all of your hope on somebody promising you fairy dust. You're going to be disappointed. And I don't think uh, Poliev's government would be good for for your or my pocketbook, even short term. He's not I gonna. Mean, he's not gonna do what he says he's gonna know, do because he do can't do so, it because will, there are forces dude. at play which are bigger than uh, what you call a Millhouse Trump. There, you know, there's just forces that that limit the parameters of what a government can do right now and yeah that's bloody frustrating because people think we elect you to solve problems sometimes they can only manage problems they can't solve problems because the problems are not solvable within their their sphere of influence there's things going on globally like yeah blame trudeau for inflation um okay globally he's so powerful that he's made inflation happen globally and yeah, the uh, the deficit is high, uh, as Polyev calls uh, talked about wasteful liberal spending. Wasteful liberal spending for him was the money that the federal government used to keep Canadians fed and, and in what, their houses, keep businesses afloat during and COVID. That,
1: and what province was the most per capita, uh, you know, user of Serb? Alberta. Yeah and yet they still hate trudeau but i mean i i will like okay a lot of homeowners have an issue right now where the conservatives provincially got rid of the windows and door subsidies so to redo your windows and doors it's it's over 10 grand it can be as much as 20 grand for for a homeowner and now they want us all to have heat pumps after someone like me got rid of my oil furnace to switch to propane because it was cleaner and cheaper back then I did what they told us to do back then. Now they want me to buy a heat pump and spend more thousands of dollars. I can't. And Paulie Everett will short term get rid of that stuff. He won't bring in any more subsidies so I can get my windows and doors replaced the way I'd like to, but he will cut the, the stick parts of the climate agenda instead of instead of giving us some more carrots. However, that means we're going to have more wildfires and more unstable climate and more scorching hot summers where, again, I'm going to have to spend more to air condition my house because my windows and doors suck. People, regular people, middle class people are in a catch 22 financially right now. It does need some active government intervention to help us. And even though the conservatives in the short term will bring our bills down in the long term, we're going to end up paying more because they're ignoring the very real problem that Winters are getting weirder, summers are getting hotter. We're going to have more wildfires if we don't do something very very soon. And again, I don't like paying a a carbon tax. I don't like paying a climate tax, but I understand that it is one of the few tools a government can use without becoming fascist that
0: actually works. All right. We're going to uh let people chew on that. And when we come back, we'll talk about stuff. <laughs> All right, a lot to take in there, and I recommend... Okay,
1: hold on, hold on. Why, when you rant for 10 minutes on Bigfoot and start talking about the the shape of its feet, that's not a lot to take in. But whenever I talk about something that actually matters, you seem overwhelmed and sad.
0: Because it matters. Because what you're talking about matters. And so people really, I was going to say, I encourage you to listen to the first segment again to pick up things you may have missed. Because there's a lot of information there that you're not getting through, uh, not permeating from media sources. And there's a lot of things there you need to think about.
1: Okay, this is a media source. We are a media source. That's why, even though I don't like talking about this stuff, I feel like I need to, too. Media, media that is essentially entertainment with information, like infotainment, We really need to stop worrying so much about, oh, our listeners don't want to hear this stuff and more, you know what, we owe it to our listeners to give us give them some of this stuff so they don't have to go digging. They can be informed from people who are telling them the truth. And that's that's why I say, you know, yeah, in the short term, conservatives will bring your bills down. okay wait, you say that. How are they
0: going to do that?
1: They're going to cut a bunch of taxes, which means a bunch of government programs are going to become underfunded. And then the gulf between the the rich and the upper middle class and the and the middle class, lower middle class and the poor is going to widen. And so for people who are on the bubble, who tend to be socially liberal, but like what the conservatives are saying on pocketbook issues, you have to be honest with them. Because if you're not honest with them, they find out, and then they go, "Well, you lied to me. You're a liberal stooge," right, and I'm here. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Yes, in the short term, like yeah, that license plate thing, getting rid of the license plate stickers from Ford, yeah, it saved a couple hundred bucks. But how much have we paid in other things? because the provincial government didn't get involved in, and help control things in other ways. We we are aware of that money we saved. We're less aware of the, the little drip, drip, drip of things because of irresponsible government policy.
0: All right, you know what? They may save you a few hundred bucks a year, which when you amortize that over the year, not very much. But like you said, then they say that certain programs uh, are under are underfunded we can't either a we can't afford them even though they're the things the services that people Canadians want and rely on we can't I, afford them or they say we've got to bring in the private sector because uh, the, the profit sector because we we can't afford this you can't afford it because you cut taxes irrespons. I mean liberals have cut taxes no one talks about that but they cut taxes irresponsibly to try Ironically. to win votes and it's like you know what you're you're taking from peter to give to paul uh or actually giving to peter to take from paul yeah you're they're, they're telling you you'll save 343 dollars a year is the the average family what they don't tell you is how much more it's going to cost you for services that you're going to need down the road because they're underfunded and you probably have to go to a private uh provider it there is no free lunch This idea of continually going to cut cut taxes, going to cut taxes. You know what? Cut taxes on certain uh, levels of income, fine, but not cut taxes. The problem is don't cut taxes on wealthy people. Don't ever cut taxes on wealthy people. They can afford it. Never cut taxes on wealthy people. Cutting taxes on. on poor people or struggling middle class, okay.
1: You have to make sure the wealthy scumbags don't all leave. And I say wealthy scumbags, not because all rich people are scumbags, because it's the scumbags that up and leave when they're offered preferential tax, tax rates in the U.S. or France. Now, Canada is not overtaxed. We have this idea that because certain taxes are you know, individually higher, that overall we pay more tax, but it's the way our taxes are structured. We get far more deductions on personal income taxes than a lot of U.S. states do. It's wild, talking to my friends in America, what they can't deduct. It just blows my mind. U.S. tax code is so ridiculous. The, the big problem with government programs, though, Ed, is not just that they're underfunded. They're undersubscribed because they're too hard to access. People don't know they're there and the process for applying with them applying for them is arduous and a lot of people get rejected on technicalities and there is something to be said for making our our programs work better and more efficiently you know the average person can't wait for a rebate on their taxes for something they need things to be cheaper at at source the whole idea of a tax credit that you know conservatives love it only benefits people making over what, $150,000 a year?
0: Are you asking me? I, I mean, I can't verify that, but it sounds do I don't, I don't remember right. I what mean... the
1: actual number is, but most people, I mean, you know, for instance, yes, there are heat pump subsidies. I still can't afford the few thousand dollars for the heat pumps, so those subsidies do me no good. I don't have a few thousand bucks to spend. I'm still paying off my my previous furnace.
0: Well, listen, like I said, these are all good points and people I would love for people to seek these things out themselves, not avoid no, the pain points, I don't, but seek I don't, them out.
1: I don't want people to to have to seek them out. I want people to be able to listen to shows like this and get the facts. People with a position to do something, to inform, to give people the information and not just their opinion. I'm sorry, we have a responsibility to do that it is hard to find this stuff i am amazed at how much i have to dig to find the actual data people don't have the time and quite frankly they don't have the comprehension to read a government report full of governmentese You know, those aren't written for regular people. They're written for the top line goes to the minister and the things below go to the under the the deputy minister. And then the next 20 pages go to one department, next 40 pages go to another. These are not designed for public consumption. There is a public trust that the media overall has reneged on. And that's a big part of our problem. We blame social media a lot but we don't blame media media nearly enough. They're too interested in ratings and not interested enough in actually informing people and in things they want to know in a way that isn't boring.
0: Well, the, it's the way that isn't boring thing. And you know what? Facts don't have to be boring. Listen, you remember uh, schoolhouse rock? Yeah. Okay. Schoolhouse rock gave information, information that, 40, 50, 50 years later, I can still retain. I can still remember. They made infor- boring things like a, how a U.S. Yep. bill becomes law. Because they put they it managed, to music. And, and, and conjunctions, of part, portions Conjunction, of speech. Junction, they, what's your function? Ex- exactly. You can still remember this and stuff and years sleep. later. They junction, made junction. learning fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can yeah. get yeah. a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. The problem is we've, the media sucks as far as the ownership has no vision. They think they can cut their way to health and you can't because the media business is a business that needs to produce product.
1: Okay. But also if you've got two of the three major political parties preying on the ignorance of the public, and this is not because I love the liberals. This is just because they're in power right now. So the other sides are manipulating things. Um, You know, you've got two of the three major political parties right now preying on the ignorance of the public. The minute you try to do civics infotainment one of them's going to either the conservatives like to say you're woke or you're biased or you're a shill. The the NDP likes to say you're racist. They will find something. And that's the problem. We have a society that is rewarding in action. It's better to complain than to actually do something about it. And I the one thing I ask people, please do. Don't just ally or align with the people who are good at pointing out problems really look at the solutions to the problems whether they have one at all and whether that makes sense to you because if something seems too good to be true it probably is
0: and on that we have to take a break all right we are back um we are back we are we are back we are we are not men we are devo Sorry, it's an old reference. You remember what? Devo when they wore the the uh, red planter pots on their like heads? The
1: guy who sang Whip It? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, Devo. We are not men. We are Devo. That was, I think, the name of one of their albums. Could anyway, you
1: imagine if that came out today?
0: We are not men. We are Devo? Of
1: all of those 80s Culture Club, Devo, Twisted Sister, Eddie, well, Twisted Sister stepped in it, but all of those gender bending hair metal bands oh lord i mean government like the the squares didn't like them at the time but there wasn't the same we we have to use the force of government to stop hair metal bands from corrupting the minds of our children the parental rights movement was way weaker in the 80s and it's funny because that's the time people like Nikki Haley want us to go back to, right? But back then, if people didn't like it, they turned it off and told their kids they couldn't watch it. I wasn't allowed to watch Mr. Rogers as a kid, believe it or not.
0: I believe it. I wasn't either.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. And and Mr. Rogers was whole, so wholesome, that's probably why I wasn't allowed to you watch know what? it.
0: Do you know why I wasn't allowed to watch Mr. Rogers? Because when I was a very young sock. Uh, Mr. Rogers had this little small plastic pool out the front of his, the the front of his fake house. Okay. And he took his shoes and socks off and was twinkling his toes in the water. And then the guy, Speedy McFeely, the uh, postman on the bike, he came by and Mr. Rogers said, hey, why don't you take your shoes and socks off and twinkle your toes in the pool? Yeah. And there were, there they were twinkling their toes in the pool.
1: Right. And
0: one of my relatives said, that is the gayest thing I have ever seen. Don't watch this show anymore. And I was too young to know what that even meant.
1: I think Um, that's the reason I wasn't allowed to watch Mr. Rogers, too. And it's funny now because now he's like, you know, this beloved figure and Tom Hanks played him in a movie and all that stuff. And there was nothing gay about it at all. It was just gentle.
0: Well, back in those days, uh, a man who was gentle? Gay? It's funny Even now, if right? if he wasn't, he was gay.
1: Well, it, it's weird because, you know, any indication that a man has feelings is considered gay now, or you, at least, uh, at you least may be soy young. boy or beta male, but you read the Bible and Jesus is all about feelings.
0: You may be too young to remember this, but there was a sea change in... Late seventies, I think, because um, of the TV show *Mash*, Alan Alda yeah. was held up as the uh, the the new man because he his character showed emotion and things like that on *Mash*. It, Alan Alda was the name that was thrown out instead of calling people beta, beta males. They would say, uh, you know, Alan Alda. Alan Alda was the new sensitive male, the new male. And, and now he uh, mainly
1: plays villains.
0: And yeah, now like he in only his plays later villains. What well, It's So
1: interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. If you
0: if you were if you were popular for years playing a sensitive a hero type, when you get older, they only want you to play against type and play villains.
1: Well, I mean, keep in mind that that period of of you know history, the children of World War II veterans, well, a lot of Korea. Um, you know stuff like that they Vietnam even they were coming of age and they were the products of dealing with their dad's PTSD that wasn't take it wasn't taken seriously then and so talking about feelings was really important while they unpacked dad coming back from the war very different if they ever knew him before and that I mean, that really changed the world in a lot of ways. And not enough people understand that this this better time, this traditional time that conservatives talk about going back to. I'm really dunking on conservatives a lot. I didn't mean to. But they're, they're the ones saying, oh, this was a simpler time. This was a better time.
0: Yeah, it to be really white and male. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't.
1: It actually wasn't. I mean, the rates of alcoholism, we think white men had it so great, but they didn't. The 50s lifestyle was a high wire act, hoping that these guys would just become okay. They wouldn't be permanently messed up and it didn't work. So things weren't even they were better than for black men who didn't benefit from the the post-war you know GI bills and and benefit then preferential mortgages and all that stuff yeah it was worse for black people but it wasn't great for white men or the women who were stuck with with horrendously abusive husbands because they had untreated trauma and alcoholism
0: yeah I, I, the past is never as rosy as we thought it was ever 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 and i mean that's this is sort of a a microcosm of this—it's not exactly what you're talking about—but perhaps as a uh, a relatable story, uh, I remember growing up. Every week, I would watch a TV show called *Greatest American Hero*. Yeah, about uh Putz, who one? got he a super a, a suit that gave him superpowers from aliens, but he lost the the instruction book. So every week, it was the same nonsense—he couldn't fly properly. Anyway, I watched that show every week. I tried a few years ago. I got the DVDs, tried to watch it. It's completely unwatchable. So my view of what that what that was like back then is grounded in um, emotion, grounded in the fact that I was a kid at the time, grounded yeah. in I, that I wasn't aware of the world's problems, things like that. So I have this simple view of what that show was. Then as an adult, you look at it and say, wait a minute. This is terrible. Yeah. And, that's how we sugarcoat things from the past we need to believe that the past was better otherwise we think it's it's been relentlessly bad and you know what most as you're younger you are less aware of the crap that goes on in the world so you know what your view of the past is probably better than some people's and better than it really was but it's uh, and you know what it, I don't want to take that away from anybody I mean, people still love Hong Kong Fooey, the cartoon, but it was a terrible cartoon. Um, what? It was a terrible... The best thing about Hong Kong Fooey was the theme song.
1: The number one super guy?
0: Best thing. Once the intro was done, the show went right, straight downhill. It was never very next good.
1: Thing, next thing you're going to tell me, you couldn't stand Al Kabong.
0: Al Kabong, a uh, quick drama McGraw. Yeah. You I know, mean,
1: okay, racist stereotype, but, you know, Papa so Louis. Baba Louie. Baba Louie? But, um, come on, Captain Caveman, you're going to slam Captain, Captain Caveman?
0: Caveman? Great concept, bad cartoon.
1: What? No way. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Captain Caveman.
0: Well, in some ways, you've fulfilled your, your goal at certain times. But
1: I used to watch Captain Caveman in French.
0: Capitan
1: caveman. Yeah, they dubbed it in French. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, did you like it when they moved them to the future with the space angels? Yeah, that was terrible.
1: Oh my god, you're 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 hitting all my faves: Java love... Hong Kong Fui, Quick Straw McGraw. I loved El Cabal. You notice I had a I had a a preference for characters known for hitting people over the head with blunt instruments.
0: Hey. You know what there there does tend to be a through line here,
1: yeah, but oh my god i mean that that's that's the thing. I wonder if those simple concepts weren't actually a little better for our brains
0: well, the, you I know the... they they talk about how TV influences uh, kids and so on. I grew up watching cartoons where people had pianos and safes dropped yeah. on them to this day. I know of nobody who killed somebody by dropping a piano or a safe on them. Somehow we were able to separate fact from fiction. Somehow we were able to recognize, okay, this is TV, this is make believe, this is this is a fantasy. Because also back then we didn't want to know the physics and science of how Superman flies. I, I did. How does he fly? He flies. Like, it, it's make-believe. These are these are make-believe stories. We know that. Like the $6 million man. I love the $6 million man. You get older, you recognize he couldn't lift things, uh, like cars and stuff, with a bionic arm without having a completely reinforced infrastructure through his whole skeletal system. But at the time, what, did, you, did you need to know that to ruin the show? No. It was, what does he do? He lifts a car. Why? He's bionic. Done. That was the answer. We all nowadays, we take of fiction that is childlike or speaks to yeah. the child inside yeah. us. And because we feel silly as adults liking this stuff, we try to find real-world explanations for things that have none. Just forget it. It's just how does Superman fly? He flies. That's all you need to know.
1: It's okay to like stuff that isn't smart.
0: Oh absolutely.
1: And people we we overvalue we overvalue intelligence. And this is a sensitive point for me because I grew up. People are like, you're book smart. You're not street smart. You don't know anything about the world. And, like, obviously that wasn't true. But, uh, you know, we we do. The problem is every, every young generation thinks they
0: know it all. But well, of course, because less... we don't know all the things we don't know.
1: Right. But thing is, I never did. I was one of those rare exceptions that I was arrogant about some things, but I generally understood that older people knew more than me. But we now we've got two generations of of, and going on three of people who were not really challenged because teachers were afraid of parents coming in and making a complaint and teachers getting fired. It's not the teacher's fault, but there was no resistance to the strong emotional reasoning that we tend to do as teenagers. So people are hitting adulthood and they just if they don't like something, they just want to burn everything to the ground, punish the people who made them feel bad, and then they complain they have no real friends.
0: And you just summed up an awful lot of people I knew and who I grew up with and who I know now. So, hey, people, if you're listening and I know you, this may in fact be you. So it was um, it
1: was going on even back then. But like I said, it 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 happens in every generation. I just know I remember really formative things and I was furious at the time. I felt so mistreated. But as I got older, I realized they were right. And I catch myself saying the same things now. I was like, oh, I gotta be gentle with the person on the receiving end of this because I didn't like it when I heard it either. But at least, you know, to my credit, I listened enough to remember it when I realized it was true.
0: You know, I think of the TV show Happy Days. It's called Happy Days. Uh, idyllic stuff in the 50s. There were no black people, no brown people that existed in the world at that time, uh, according to I, the I TV know show. I
1: really unpopular, but I always find Happy Days boring.
0: Well, I can... See
1: that? there's there's a song where the best part was the theme song
0: and then the only asian person was arnold the right. comic asian character who owned the restaurant but there you know that's what people like to think the 50s was it was nice we didn't have to deal with the concerns of black people we didn't have to deal with the concerns of brown people or asian people okay, women were to happy together, staying in the home at it, the time. that's just a giant myth
1: well but then there was good times
0: yeah. see, Well, you're talking the difference between Gary Marshall and Norman Lear.
1: Right. But that's what was transformational about Norman Lear. He told he made shows about how the times actually were not the propaganda. The media wanted people to think it should be,
0: which, by the way, belated R.I.P. Yeah. to Norman Lear. And we have to go to a break. All right. Just a very little amount of time. As usual, to wrap things up, um, was there anything more you wanted to add?
1: Well, no matter what I say, you're going to say that's a lot. So I've, um, you have chilled my speech, Ed. You have chilled my speech.
0: Do you know how much information you have given? To say that I chilled your speech, do you know how much you have yeah, exposed the, things the today? Minute,
1: the minute you say that was a lot, that's, yeah, I didn't listen to any of that.
0: Oh, no, I listened to all of it.
1: That's what that usually means when someone says that was a lot.
0: You're no, a lot.
1: I... You're a lot is shut up.
0: No, no. When I when I say that's a lot, that's because I was listening to everything you said. And yeah, but there's you gotta a lot under, that you people understand. should take in there.
1: Ed, with younger folk, that's a lot is I'm overwhelmed. I don't expect me to remember any of that.
0: Okay. As you may know, I'm not one of the younger folk.
1: Okay, but I'm trying to tell you something right now.
0: All right, I will keep that in mind. What, no. what,
1: is, what is that with, with people? This is something I don't understand. Someone says something and I tell them, there's another way of looking, this is how it's landing. Yeah, but that's not how I mean it. Yeah, but that's how people are gonna hear it if they come from a certain po- Yeah, but that's not how I meant it. Like to me, that's somebody going, I don't care that it came across in a way that was dismissive.
0: I said I was I I will uh, keep that in mind. I didn't say. No, but
1: no, no, no. I'm asking, why do people do that? Why do people keep repeating what they meant instead of going, oh, I didn't know that was how it was being received? Why keep repeating the original statement that you've been told is, is, you know, going to be taken a different way than you intended.
0: I don't know. I didn't do that. I said, okay, I'll keep that in mind.
1: You, you did repeat why you did it multiple times. I, no,
0: I said once, I am not one of the younger people. And... Yeah. But I only said it once. And then I said, "Okay, okay I'll keep okay. it. I'll keep this, it in mind."
1: This mystery of human communication is going to keep eluding me because this, this is something a lot of people do, and I don't understand it because I'm not allowed to do it. I'm allowed. I, I'm. I'm supposed to just change how I'm doing things if something gets a bad reaction. So I'm. I'm really curious why other people do this particular thing.
0: What let you know? where it was they were coming from when they made the statement and then say all right i'll keep it in mind now that i know it
1: okay that that point point is missed <laughs> see i'm not going to repeat it i'm not going to keep repeating it it's just there's certain ways that human beings communicate on a loop that i'm very aware of lately and i don't i don't understand what it does and i want to know
0: all right well that's a fair question. So if you're listening and you want to contribute an answer, we are welcoming it.
1: Yeah. I really want to know why people do that. They keep, they keep repeating their intention, even though they've said it two or three times. And the person's like, I understand that just here's how it lands with people. And there's no real, well, okay. That's not what I meant. And it just goes around in circles. How does that loop get broken without the person saying, hold on, this is how it's landing, just completely backing down?
0: Again, we open the floor. Always encourage you guys to contribute. But this is actually maybe the first time we've actually directly said, hey, here's a question. Tell us an answer.
1: I have watched entire families break down over this habit. So it's got to do something. There's got to be some driver in this. I just don't understand.
0: Well, hopefully somebody will do their best to explain it from their perspective. And uh, we have to go. So I want to remind people, uh, you like Leanna's uh, uh, critical thinking insights. And nobody likes that. She gives actual information, chalk a block Uh, Listen to It's Not Therapy, where you get that kind of information. But to help you get the tools that you can use, to build your life into a happier direction. It ma- navigates the madness of mental health uh, and it's fun. So check it out. It's not therapy, the podcast. And uh, I'm on 94.9 The Rock, uh, midnight to 5 a.m. Eastern time, Monday to Friday, The Rock.fm or the Rock app. Okay, Leanna.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.